Hello there, prolific authors. How is your week going? I hope everyone's having a great week and getting lots done, lots of writing, lots of productivity. Today, I have a really fun interview for you with Laura Powers. Now, Laura Powers is an author, among other things. She's one of those really eclectic people that does lots of things. And she has used mainstream media to help boost her writing and boost her income. So this is something that a lot of us don't know very much about and really wouldn't know where to start. So she gives us a lot of really great actionable tips on how to do this for ourselves and use this to help further our careers. So it's something I think you're going to find really, really valuable. And if you've ever wondered how you can use mainstream media to help build your author platform or your author career. This, this is the podcast episode for you. So let's hop in. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. All right, we are here today with Laura Powers, who is an author. How are you, Laura? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure, sure. We are recording this right before Christmas. Are you are you ready for Christmas? Yeah, you know, it's such a weird year that normally we have this big family gathering because I have a family of like 35 people and everyone gets everyone a present. And it's like, it's just a really mellow year. We're basically doing Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Zoom Christmas. So <laughs> on the one hand, you know, it's kind of a bummer, but it, it is a lot less stress. <laughs> I will say that. So I'm appreciating that element of it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, great. Well, why don't you start by telling everyone who you are and what you write? Yeah, so my name is Laura Michelle Powers. I also have gone by Laura Powers. And I am most known as a psychic medium. And so I have a lot of books in the spiritual genre. And I've actually just released my first book that's on podcasting. So I've been podcasting for 10 years. And I love what podcasting has done for me. And I love sharing that. And I pretty early on as I was doing my work, I just got the message to write. And it's such a, a powerful teaching tools. I love the ability to share uh, information through nonfiction writing. That said, I am, I have my first uh, fiction book written that I'll be working on getting edited and packaged as well. So I'm very excited nice. to go down that fiction journey as well. And I'm, a, I'm an avid reader of both fiction and nonfiction. So love it and want to dive into that more. Um, I just, I'm a fan. And I feel that writing is such a great thing for our soul and our spirit. So from that kind mm -hmm. of psychic spiritual perspective that we all have a message to share with the world and writing is a wonderful way to get that message out. And a lot of people have these blockages where they're, they're kind of not allowing themselves to be visible, to teach, to share. And by writing, we often can work through those blocks and it's great for the world, for ourselves, and, and certainly for our soul and our soul's journey. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of very cathartic by nature. 
Yes, so writers, exactly. hopefully most writers personally don't have too much trouble with catharsis. <laughs> um, yeah, you, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, oh, it just, sorry, there's a bit of a delay. I think it's, it's fascinating because most writers are drawn to that, but at the same time, we often will have like persecution fears or visibility mm -hmm. fears. Like we want to be seen and not seen at the same time. And so then yes. it creates this like push pull. And a lot of times I think when people have writer's block and I'm kind of putting that in quotes, it's, it's often actually this underlying fear um, that's coming up. And when we resolve that fear, it can make it a lot easier for us to be more prolific and more effective with mm -hmm. our writing. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard it described that way that writer's block is more of a, an internal fear. It's not really a creativity block. I, I kind of like that. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, on a deeper level, I think that's frequently what's going on. Is it, again, this is mostly unconscious for people where they don't they don't realize I'm afraid, so I'm not going to write. It's more just there's some kind of programming, some kind of something that's happened to us um, on a soul level, and we're like, this maybe isn't safe for me to do that, and so then we create blocks, resistance to that moving forward. Right. Right. Yeah, I really like that. That's good. Um, so, out of curiosity, what kind of fiction are you writing? So I have a book that I started writing, oh my gosh, like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I've been working on some of those blocks for myself. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's about a, a kind of special girl named Mary and the different things that happened to her. It's very magical, kind of like Harry Potter in that way. Like, you, you know, as the story unfolds, you're figuring out more of like, what world is she and what's really going on with her. And it's, it's very magical, kind of supernatural and fun. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. So can you tell us like how you got into writing, like what your what your journey has been like? You know, I was always good at writing papers and things like that for school. Like I would I'd be the one who would have an assignment to be due tomorrow for like a long paper and I'd like bang it out, you know, like in an hour or two the night before and get like mm -hmm. an A. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I was, but at the same time, there was this procrastination element. Like I often mm -hmm. have like both a drive and then also a like resistance and procrastination of writing. So it's something that I've been working on, but it, I was a good writer, at least academically speaking early on. And then I really wanted to get creative with it. And when I started working as a psychic, I just got such a strong message to write. And so my first book I created because I had booked a talk at a library talking about angels. And mm -hmm. I felt like I needed something to offer. Like, I'm like, here's my talk. And then people are like, and now what? And then so it's like, I wrote this book about, about my work and I did it in about six weeks. And I, I literally just like banged it out, edited it quickly and then spiral bounded at the local print shop. Like, I mean, it didn't even look like a book. It looked more like a workbook or something, but yeah. it was the content was there. And so then I learned how to package it and make it more like a traditional book. And once I did that first one, I just really loved it and started writing more. And as a writer, I'm very prolific. I write very quickly. So for me, the hard part of getting a book out is always the like packaging editing, marketing, mm -hmm. release. So I actually have like four books written right now that I haven't released <laughs> for that reason. And I'm at the process and the point now where I'm like, I need to really hire people to just kind of get that part going for me. So there's not this bottleneck with that last part of the process. Right. But I love it. And I've seen what writing has done for me. So I'm a big advocate of of writing a lot of people don't think of it as a business growing tool but it is for even if you're a writer it can still be a, a, a growth tool for yourself as well so there's a lot that writing can do especially when you're looking at books 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, you know, how do you use it then to, to grow your business? Yeah, so in a lot of ways, uh, books are like a discovery tool. So I, I do find a lot of people that literally find me on Amazon and then they, you know, want to connect with me on a deeper level. Right. And then there's also like if there's people already in your kind of circle and I, I have people that will read a book or all my books and then they'll book, you know, sessions with me as a psychic medium or sign up for a class. So I think a lot of authors don't understand that it can be just a springboard for something. And even if you're a fiction writer, you can still use that to, if you want to teach something related to writing, or if you want to offer like bigger experiences, um, tie into series, you know, basically get people in and just continue connecting with them on a fan level as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So how do you, um, what is your process for writing? You said you're a really quick writer, but do you follow a particular process to get the words down? That's, you know, I'm probably a little strange in, in the sense that, um, yeah, I channel a lot of writing. So for those who aren't familiar with channeling, that means I literally like kind of receive it kind of like a download and then I, and I type it out. So for me, writing is a very fast process. It's kind of like having a writer's room in your head is the best way I could describe it. And that happens with both fiction and nonfiction. So literally like my book, Archangels and Ascended Masters, which is all about archangels and, and other beings, like I, I wrote that so fast because it's like, they're just like, blah, blah, blah. And they tell me, and then I just type it up. <laughs> so that part's very quick for me. Um, and now that this may not be the typical thing, but I do think that a lot of creative people are, are actually very intuitive. And I would even say mm -hmm. psychic, whether or not they recognize it as such, like, especially fiction writers, for example, you know, they're getting these stories and it, I don't believe from my experience and my perspective that it's all being generated by them. I basically think that they're receiving that kind of inspiration and then they are channeling that or, or creating that in, in the physical realm. And that's not to say that we as writers aren't creating a lot of that, but I feel like we also are getting additional kind of help, insights, ideas, inspiration. This mm -hmm. idea of muses goes back very far, you know, in, in yeah. history. So I think there definitely are, you know, kind of writing muses for writers that are helping them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you sit, you get this download and then you just sit down and type it out. You don't use um, dictation or anything like that. You just use your keyboard. I just use my keyboard. And the, the one thing that's different is if I'm working on, anything where there's research involved. So that, mm -hmm. that's when I rely on my academic background. So my master's in political science. So before oh. I worked as a psychic and as an author, I was working in politics and government and higher education. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a lot of education and that academic background was helpful in terms of research writing. So my last book, which is on podcasting, I, a lot of it was just talking about my experience, but if I'm researching different platforms or terminologies or the history of podcasting, obviously that, you know, is the right. more traditional kind of research element and citing everything and, and doing all that. But for the more creative stuff that, or just talking about my experience and that's all very quick and channeled. And yeah, I do type it out. I'm a very fast typer. And I'm exploring with dictation, but um, I know, I think with dictation, you have to spend a bit of time just to get it to really know what you're talking about, know your, and, and with the psychic realm, there's some very specific and strange terminology. And I find that sometimes it, it just doesn't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I, I think I would like to do that, but I, I haven't spent the time to just kind of train the programs and really dig into it. 
Right, right. So do you write every single day or like how often, how often do you do it? I write in spurts. So that's the way I've always been kind of like also uh, even with in school with papers and things like that. I'd be like, oh, I have to write. And then I just sit down, bang it out. Like that's, <laughs> that's yeah. how I am. And that isn't very conducive for having like a writing career per se. For me, it's a part of what I do. I mean, it is a significant part of what I do, but it's not the only thing. So what I find is I have to create my own deadlines. Mm. Like I have to be like, okay, I'm releasing this book and I'm lining these things up and I'm announcing it. And then, and then I like have incentive to work on it. Cause otherwise, even though I want to write it kind of, sometimes we'll just kind of like get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. <laughs> so that, that first example I gave of, I booked a talk at a library and I'm like, okay, now I got to do this thing, you know? And then I just did it in like right. six weeks. So that is a tool that I have found is effective for me. If I was a full-time writer, I think I would obviously be a lot more diligent about this. Um, mm -hmm. But it's something that I realize I work well with deadlines. And also I need to set up more of a team to help me with the parts of, of the book that are not the writing part, but the packaging, the, you know, the releasing of the book. So that's, that's on my agenda for this next year with some of the books I've already written to get some more support with that part. Yeah. Gotcha. So I know you work with, um, and you talk about booking media a lot. What is that? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I learned pretty early on that having media coverage, including podcasting, by the way, I mean, podcasting is definitely media is a right. really wonderful way to connect with people to get your message out into the world. And I have largely done it through intuition. So that's one of the things that I teach, but I, like I booked my first uh, big media coverage. I just got the messages to do readings at a local coffee shop. I didn't want to, but I finally, after working through resistance, did it. I put up a flyer in the, in the window, like simple Microsoft Word job. This is before Canva. And the, the <laughs> first day I was scheduled to do it, the managing editor of the local newspaper called and asked if he could write a story about me. So I, you know, didn't do any, I didn't hire a PR person. I just kind of put it out there. And then two days later, there was a story about me in the regional newspaper about me doing my work with a color photo and, you know, the managing editor, he saw me do a reading and then he got a reading himself. And then he just kind of explained my process. And, and as soon as it was out, my phone started to ring. So it yeah. generated business for me. So I learned very quickly, like, this is something that is good to generate a platform, right. get people to connect with me, book business. And so I started doing it and growing it from there. And once you have one media thing, whether that's a podcast or whatever, it's very easy to generate other media because it's like you've already been featured. You've already kind of gone through that gatekeeper, right? And so right. you could just build from there. So very quickly, I continued to do um, interviews. I, I had launched my podcast and that was something that I intuitively felt to do. And that was really wonderful too. It just got me really comfortable with talking with people. It also helped me with networking, connecting. And Fast forward, you know, not that long after that, I was featured by BuzzFeed, which, you know, if you don't know BuzzFeed, it's a big kind of viral video um, mm -hmm. company and platform. And that, that video has over 3 million views, you know? Wow. So just that video, like I can directly tie. I mean, I know there's ones that I don't even know about, like one client who saw my BuzzFeed, she contacted me, she did booked a session, then she booked sessions for her or her family. Then she lived in New Orleans and she brought me out and I did an event at her house. And then I went to Jazz Fest and then I met a bunch of other people in New Orleans and they became my client. You know, it was like this thing that just kept building and building from right. just this one media tool, one media piece. 
So I just really want to encourage um, any author writer that's listening that, you know, it can be helpful for you, even if you're just talking about your fiction writing or whatever it is that you do, there is a way to connect in with it. And it's a social proof. It helps people find you. And so there's a lot of wonderful aspects about media. And if you do get media, then definitely make sure you list it on your website. If you don't have a website, definitely have a website, <laughs> you know, social media as well. And then I've just built and built, you know, gotten featured um, on nationally syndicated shows, um, has been a television correspondent. And one of my big exciting recent media appearances that I did was I was um, interviewed by Will Ferrell on his podcast, the Ron wow. Burgundy podcast. So you know, wherever you feel like you're starting from, you might feel like, well, I don't know, or I don't have anything. You just start somewhere and then you grow. I didn't go from like zero to 100. I didn't go to Will Ferrell's right away, but right. it was all these other things that helped me prepare to get there. And, and that has done amazing things for my business. So right now I, I don't have any traditional marketing. I don't do paid marketing. It's all just word of mouth and media. And I have a multiple um, six figure business through that. Wow. So for anybody who, who might be interested in starting to do that, where would you, can you give them some actionable tips? Where would you suggest they start to, um, you know, look for media that would feature them? Sure. So one of the first thing is your network, your community, just putting it out there um, on, a, on an energy level, like literally just saying like universe, angels, whatever you believe in, just like say, hey, <laughs> help me out. That is very powerful. I really believe in the power of prayer. And then also podcasting is a great way to start. I mean, yeah. there's podcasts of all sizes on all different topics, you know, podcasts for writers, podcasts for, you know, book lovers, you know, anything mm -hmm. that's in that area, or if you're writing on a particular topic, there's podcasts on that topic. I guarantee you, no matter how niche there is a podcast on that. And that's part of the beauty of podcasting. So I actually, as we're recording this, I have just released like yesterday was my launch date for my podcasting book, which is called rock your podcast. And that is great if you want to start a podcast. One of the best ways to book media yourself is to have a platform where you can connect with people. And so right. you can do trades on other people's shows. Also, if you're hosting a show, you're going to have more experience. You're going to do better as a guest mm -hmm. as well. And then in that book, even if you're like, I have no interest in hosting a podcast myself, there's a whole a chapter and lots of resources in the back of the book that are specifically for how do you book media for yourself? Oh, okay. How do you get on other people's podcasts, you know, pitching, um, what to do, what not to do, what kind of materials you want to have, all that kind of stuff. And, and just again, I want to encourage everyone not to get overwhelmed with it. Just start where you are. And then over time, you will grow. I mean, I have, um, again, I don't have the background in that. I didn't hire media people. I've just grown this all on my own. Right. And I think it's important to, to note, too, that you have to just ask sometimes. I mean, the worst yeah. they can say is no, but a lot of them will say yes. So I think that's something that authors struggle with because, like you said, so many of them are so introverted. But just start asking and eventually you'll start, you'll start getting yeses and that's how it starts to grow. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are nervous about the camera, but there's so many audio only podcasts where you, you know, it's, it's like, if it's just your voice and you don't even see, it's so easy. It's so much easier for a lot of people to be comfortable. So just start whatever you feel comfortable with and just continue to step maybe just a little bit outside of your comfort zone over time. <laughs> and, and then it'll get better and better over time. And um, like I said in the beginning, that intention setting, asking for help is really, really powerful, especially, you know, we're, as we're recording this very end of 2020, going into mm -hmm. the new year. So, you know, start fresh. What is it you want to create? And I feel like setting intentions 
praying is a lot like putting the navigation in your car, you know, like you can just drive around and kind of see what you discover, but maybe you want to go somewhere specific. Like, and right. if you do, if you have specific things you want, just be really clear and take that step to, to ask and be clear with what you want to create. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's really, really good advice. So, um, what are your plans for the future? You've got this, uh, fiction book you're working on. Do you know when you're, do you have a plan for when that's going to be done or? sometime this next year I'd like to release it and then I would like to release at least one of my other nonfiction books um, especially with getting some support with the launch process because uh -huh. I'm very I'm very busy with my business and part of what's happened is interestingly the books help me build my business which is great but then I've gotten so busy that I don't have as much time for the books. so I'm like <laughs> I need to upload some of those things and you know shift some things around um, but that's a good problem to have, right? So right, right. just getting the support to do that. Um, I have some pretty big visions for myself. Like I definitely want to have my own television show. So that's something that I'm working on creating. And I've, I've gotten close. I've, I had a television pilot that didn't get picked up. I've, you know, been in discussions with like some pretty major um, networks and studios and just nothing has quite manifested completely. So that's <laughs> on my agenda. And then I really would just like to just continue to share this message of, you know, we're all these incredibly creative beings mm -hmm. and basically not even the sky's the limit. Like we really, there's very little that limits us aside from our own beliefs and patterns. And so just helping right. everyone really understand that and that you can have so much. So just not to, to limit yourself. And so I, I got the message early on that media writing, you know, putting yourself out there, um, that's a great way to share and teach that message. So I'm just trying to do that as much as I can get that message out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And hey, I, you'll get there if you want to get there. Like you said, you're, you've gotten close, it sounds like on the TV show. So you'll get there eventually. Thank you. I, I was um, in a course, actually, and by the way, I'm a big fan of professional development. I teach a nine week podcasting course, you know, there's courses on media courses, you know, for all kinds of courses, for writers, definitely taking classes is super helpful, but I was taking this, this class myself. And one of the quotes that was said, and I think it was by Wayne Dyer, and it's something along the lines of the extra mile is never crowded. <laughs> and it's often like we do and we work and then we're like, I feel like I should have gotten what I want. I'm just going to give up, you know, and it's the people that keep going past that point of frustration past when they feel like they should have, you know, and I'm putting that in quotes, gotten whatever they got, that there's that massive success. And just to look at an example, uh, you know, from a very successful writer would be JK Rowling. She got so many rejection letters, mm -hmm. a lot of Stephen King too. He got right. loads of rejection letters and, you know, either one of them, if they had just at like number 12 or JK Rowling, I think Stephen King, it was like 52 or something crazy. It was like right. so many, if they had just been like, yep, I'm just going to throw in the towel. Like, Oh my gosh, what a disappointment for them, for us as a world, you know, Yeah. <laughs> for everyone who loves their work. So yeah, just keep going. And I, I've seen psychically that it's so often like right when we're on the, the, the biggest ver like breakthrough on the verge of that is when the urge to get up becomes the strongest. So mm -hmm. when you are experiencing that yourself, if you can just kind of keep going, you know, do some more self-care, do whatever you do to, you know, make yourself feel better in the short term, but don't give up. Yeah, I like that. I, I think we hear stories about that a lot. They talk about how they almost gave up, but then at the last minute they decided to keep going. And it was just like right then around the corner was when they hit this massive success. 
over and over. There's so many stories about this. Writers, you know, people in other fields. One of my um, favorite books is an author is a book called an actor's life. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Jenna Fisher is the author. She's an actress that's, um, I think most known for her work in the office TV show, the American version. Mm -hmm. And she writes about that. She'd been a working actress, but like not having had a big break in about 10 years. And she actually decided she was quitting. She told her manager, she told her agent, I'm getting out of this. I just, it's like, I'm just done. They both said, you're crazy. Like you have to keep going. And it was literally like right after that, that she got the office. Wow. which was, was a big game changer for her. She's since done a lot of movies and, and a ton of things, but you know, again, it's right before that breakthrough that we often have the strongest urge and desire to quit. Interesting. Yeah. So that shows that you just shouldn't. <laughs> exactly. Just keep going and you know, it's do the things that make you feel better. Um, Self-care, I think, is a really important thing. Just literally, you know, maybe you just need more rest. Maybe you need massage, whatever, you know, right. whatever you need to not feel so tired. And the other thing is just get in the room with people that are successful and doing what you want to do. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a fan of taking courses. It's, it's about the knowledge that you gain, the tools, the strategies, but it's literally an energetic thing. Like when you are in the room with successful people, I think kind of by osmosis or whatever, we pick up on that, that feeling of possibility. Yeah. We see them model it for us. So do that, get in the room, you know, however that means, uh, whether it's that's taking a class, joining a, a Facebook group, hiring a mentor, all these things are very, very important and helpful for creating the life that you want. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that it, when I've gone to writers conferences and things, there's just something about brushing shoulders with other people who are also writers and it's just kind of the vibe of it that gets y'all fired up and excited to, to do your thing, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, in terms of those kinds of events and they're digital ones too. I mean, I know we're kind mm -hmm. of shut down right now um, with COVID, but I find that a lot of times I learn just as much from the people that I attend with as the speakers, you know, yeah. I'm often getting these little bits of guidance, suggestions, mindset things that are super helpful. So yeah, it's important. And it's, um, if you're, if you're feeling the urge to do that, just, just do it, you know, and literally, all the money that I have paid towards professional development has come back to me so many times. Like this year, I, I was just counting yesterday because I've been working on my bookkeeping. I've, I spent this just this year, I've spent about $20,000 in courses. Wow. And it has come back. It's been my, my biggest year ever. So mm -hmm. I, and I understand the fear, especially for writers where in the beginning they're not making money. But um, when I was brand new writer, I, I, paid a ton of money to go to writers conferences in New York and like, and then I learned, by the way, this is another tip. One great thing is to, to become a podcaster and then you get media passes to things. You can request <laughs> media passes for writers conferences and things like that. So I, I rarely pay for conference now um, for that. So that's, that's one way, but just however you need to do it, just to, to do it and get yourself in the room, learn from the people that are doing successfully what you want to do. That's great. Yeah, that's great. So I'm, I'm curious then, given 2020 and everything that 2020 has been, do you have any predictions for the new year? Like, how are you feeling 2021 is going to be for us? I feel that 2021 will be similar in a lot of ways to 2020 in terms of the okay. patterns. I think a lot of these patterns and themes are going to continue into the new year. And I feel like what's happened with 2020 is it's showing us, you know, things that we need to shift, realign, work on health 
you know, a lot of people, it's like health is really like, hey, we got to work on this. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> we can't just like eat whatever we want, destroy our bodies and then expect everything to be fine. You know, so that's, that's a theme, health, really taking care of ourselves, especially as a writer. I don't know if you're familiar with the gut brain connection, but you know, how our digestion is, how our physical health is in terms of our digestion really impacts our brain. And guess what we use for our writing, our brain. Right. <laughs> and also the, our, our mindset, our mental health is very impacted by our diet and our gut health. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's continue, going to continue to have growing importance in this next year is focusing on health and wellness. Um, also, um, whether we're aligned spiritually. So a lot of things where we're seeing things falling apart and like lost the job, lost the house, lost the thing. And it's, it's, it's traumatic, uh, you know, a lot of compassion, but it's because things are like, we're being realigned for our path mm -hmm. and our purpose. So for me during the recession, um, my marriage fell apart. I lost my house. Um, my work went away. I was physically ill. It was just a mess. Like I was a cluster. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was, so hard but at the same time like looking back everything that was bad or kind of taken away that was from my perspective at the time it was because i i was creating something better so right. i think that this, this these themes of realignment creation um focusing on what's important are really going to continue to 2021 and i also want to say that whatever is happening with the world the collective you can be amazing as strange as that sounds in a lot of ways this is my best year i've ever had I'm... that's not to say it's been easy there's definitely been challenges but you know you don't have to be going through what everyone is going through it can be what you decide and what you choose to to work through and the more we listen the easier things go. And by that, I mean, listen to ourselves, our bodies, our intuition, higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, and when we don't listen, we get it first as a whisper, then it gets louder and louder. And when you, if you're having a major realignment, that basically means your intuition has been like, Hey, <laughs> so the more we can all learn to listen to that, the smoother it goes for us individually, as well as collectively. And, and guys, I'm speaking for experience, like basically my whole, the, what happened with the recession was like me getting hit in the face with like, Hey, listen to yourself, <laughs> you know, yeah. you gotta pay attention. And, and I didn't, and that didn't go well. And then now things go much better now that I, that I listen. Yeah, that's good. No, no, I, I totally agree. And I've, I've heard so many people, especially in the online space, people who do their business online, sell courses, things like that, say that they weren't that bothered by 2020. I mean, you know, like you said, of course it affected everyone, but right. they just kind of kept doing them. And it's been their biggest year because people are turning more inward and away from all the chaos that's going on. And so I think we're seeing a division between the people who are listening, like you said, and working on themselves and trying to change and the people who aren't, who are just kind of being part of that problem, you know? And so we're, we're seeing a big division, but it's very obvious where people are aligning themselves. Yeah. And again, this is not about judgment of people right. and with, cause like I've been there, it was awful at the time. Like it felt awful. Right. It, you yeah, know, yeah. I literally remember being like, this is the worst thing ever, you know, just feeling like I was kind of being ripped apart as, as, as on a soul level, but it all was for the better. And mm -hmm. yes, I think we're all being guided to step out, put ourselves out there, be online. Um, I have many clients where I was like, you should be online. You should be online. You should be, I was like a broken record and I'm like, start a podcast, do the thing. And, um, a lot of times the things that we're guided towards feel hard initially, 
but the long term they feel really good. So it's like sometimes we have to work through a little bit of discomfort in the beginning and then the reward. So it's kind of like, you know, the first time you go to the gym or you, you know, start learning something too, it's new. It's always challenging. Like, it's not like, oh, yay. And it's not an immediate impact. You don't go to the gym one time and then you're like, look at my ripped abs and everything. You know, it's just like, <laughs> we process. wish, but no. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just doesn't work that way here in the, in the human world. So just to have that patience, have that vision for yourself and keep working through um, a lot of times the big rewards come through. Uh, us working through that that resistance and just keep plugging away. I think it's a kind of the rule of incremental shifts and upgrades. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times people are expecting these big leaps, but even the big leaps, in my opinion, often only happen because we've done all that little stuff kind of behind the right. scenes. And then from the outside perspective, it appears like all of a sudden you skyrocket, but it's only because you've been building all this leverage and learning the tools and everything along the way. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely true um, of authors. I remember um, I've, I've been to several conferences with Michael Brent Collins and he had a, a workshop that was called how to, it was something, I'm, I'm going to totally butcher it, but it was something like how to become a bestseller overnight or how it took me 10 years to get paid. And that's what most authors, you only see the big thing that makes them, you know, kind of catapult them into the stratosphere. You don't see the 10 years of work that went into that of incremental shifts, which is what you're, what you're talking about and just building slowly over time. Exactly. And, and that's the part that's kind of unsexy, not appealing. Like we all want that like sudden rise. That's so exciting. We have to yeah. sign me up, <laughs> but you know, really what it takes to get there is that regular consistent work, um, on mm -hmm. yourself, on your blocks, on your, whatever it is, your practice, whatever that you do. And then also, um, just go that extra mile. I mean, I, I know it sounds silly, but it, that is literally, you know, do you give up easily? If you give up easily, it's so much harder to get that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Great. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. This has been a really fun conversation. And I always end by asking um, if you have any advice for writers who are new, who are still trying to figure it out. I mean, you've already given us so much great advice, but uh, is there anything else you want to say to, to those who might still be struggling with this sort of thing? I think there's such a power in that visualization and making something physical, like a solid thing. So I'll give a couple examples. So Jim Carrey, before he was successful, you know, he was like a struggling actor, like so many others in LA. And he wrote himself a check that he put in his wallet that said, you know, to Jim Carrey for acting services. And he just kept it in there. And then he, he did for Ace Ventura, I think it was, he got that. Um, and then for books in particular, one of the things I have found very helpful is to create the cover before the, even before the book is written, be like, what do I want the cover to look like? There's such as power in seeing your name on the cover and visualizing the cover, even if it's a mock-up, it doesn't mean it has to be like what the covers, but it just, there's something right. about it, which makes it feel really real. And once it feels real, a lot of times it's easier for us to take those steps to, to really make it happen. So really focus on those, th those things. And it might not take that much effort. It could be something you just put together on Canva and then you like print it out and like tape it on a current book that you have and put it on yourself or whatever. <laughs> but I think these kinds of things can be very impactful. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's a fun, uh, that's a fun visualization for authors, I think. And you can also on the cover be like New York times, bestselling author, whatever yeah. it is, you know, meet, you know, um, inspired the movie, you know, whatever that is right. for you do that. 90 million copies in circulation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so where can people find you to connect with you? I, I didn't ask what your podcast was called. 
So I'm a bit of a podcast nut. I've been podcasting for 10 years. Um, one of the things I learned about podcasting is it's a great way to learn about a new area. So I have my first podcast I started is called Healing Powers Podcast. My name is Laura Powers, so it ties in with my last name. And it's a sort of mind, body, spirit podcast. So we talk a lot about health. You know, that's why I was talking about mm -hmm. gut health. We talk about health. We talk about manifesting. We talk about energy. And then um, after I started writing, I was like, hey, I've seen what my other podcast has done for me. So I started a podcast for writers. So that podcast is called Write Hot. And that is for writers of all kinds, screenwriters, you know, book authors, content writers. Uh, and then I host, host other podcasts. So as I started to do more television, um, I started a podcast on film and television. So that one's called mm -hmm. Behind the Scenes. So anyway, I have several. Uh, and then my podcast book, which is great for people that want to discover podcasting and learn how to book media, is called Rock Your Podcast how to launch, grow, and monetize your show. So that's available um, ebook right now. And then the hardcover, hard copy launch will be in January. And then my website for my creative work is laurapowers.net. And then again, the psychic site is healingpowers.net. And I'm on um, Instagram, pretty active there, laurapowers44. And I'm also on Facebook at Laura Michelle Powers. Okay, great. I will make sure I link to all of those in the show notes so that people can come find you. Amazing. Well, thank you. This has been really fun. And I'm so excited for everyone, all their books and uh, their major success that is coming their way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, best of luck to you in 2021. And uh, we will thank talk you. to you soon. <laughs> me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.